0: defensive line is clearly the biggest weakness on the chicago bears and unless ryan poles makes a late free agent signing they're going to need the players on the roster to step up and be their best starting at training camp you are locked on bears your daily chicago bears podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on the show today, we continue our Bears training camp previews with a look at the defensive line, a position that's been really in focus all offseason, but especially since the end of the draft, with some noticeable holes or just more so like lack of impressive talent there and some real question marks about what level of play you're going to be able to get from that group this season. But we'll discuss what seems to be a pretty wide open competition at defensive end, where, you know, there's going to be two starters and and a few backups, but the line between starter and backup might be a little bit blurry. Then you have defensive tackle, where pretty clearly established who the two starters are going to be and who the top backups are going to be. But training camp is going to be a great time for the young draft picks, all three of them to really grow and learn from the two veterans ahead of them on the depth chart. And we'll talk more generally about across the board, like who's going to be the one that takes that next step and why the Bears need someone to take that next step and be better than they've ever been before in their Bears career in order for this defensive line to be consistent enough and successful enough for this team, barring some sort of late free agent signing here. Because that's kind of the elephant in the room and the thing we've been thinking about Really, again, since the end of the draft, are the Bears going to address the pass rush with one more additional free agent? I mean, let's not forget that both Demarcus Walker and Rasheem Green were brought in as free agent signings at defensive end, plus Andrew Billings at nose tackle. It's not like Ryan Poles has not done anything with the defensive line, but it's just not been players that have a long track record of proven pass rushing ability. Guys have had peaks here and there. And guys have potential, but not like that surefire number one pass rusher. And kind of the two candidates that are sitting out there right now with, I think, the most potential connection to the Bears. I guess there's sort of three. I mean, Leonard Floyd has connection to the Bears having been a Chicago Bear, but I don't see him as as a strong option to come to the Chicago Bears. But the two guys that have more so connections to this Bears coaching staff, and Leonard Floyd ended up with the Buffalo Bills anyway. What am I talking about? But Justin Houston— As a free agent, he's 34, but played for this team, like played for this this coaching staff in the past and certainly has some connections here with, with Ryan Poles as well. Justin Houston having played with the Indianapolis Colts for two seasons and then had been a member of the Kansas City Chiefs for a number of years before that. There's a familiarity there between GM head coach and free agent pass rusher. The other one is Yannick Ngakwe, who did play for the Colts, but not at the same time as Matt Eberflus. And I think there's kind of a a misconception there of like, oh, he'd be a good scheme fit, but he was on the Colts in 2022 last season after Eberflus had left and was not at the Colts at the same time as Eberflus. But when he was on the Raiders in 2021, he was coached by the Bears defensive line coach. So there is a coaching staff connection. And at the end of the day, pass rushing in a 4-3 defense at the defensive end spot isn't going to be drastically different from, from scheme to scheme. There, there are certainly differences, but not like it's got to be a whole learning curve in general. Perhaps those are players who've been waiting for A, the right amount of money or B, just waiting until training camp to sign with the team so they didn't have to do OTAs and mandatory mini camp. And we, I don't know, we still kind of have this feeling like maybe polls will pull one out, but right now they're not on this roster. And so we don't need to spend a lot of time hypothesizing about those guys coming on the roster. Instead, let's look at the defensive ends that the Bears do have, where I, I do feel like Travis Gibson and Demarcus Walker are very clearly like the the favorites to be the two starting defensive ends. But Rasheem Green certainly has some of that potential coming off of sort of the bench there. But, you know, he was a guy at his previous stops that has had some success, like not the seven sack seasons that... Gibson and Walker have each had one time, but green has started for the Seattle Seahawks in kind of a funky position on their defensive line and had six and a half sacks made some starts last season for the Houston Texans and had three and a half sacks. Like he's not a nobody. He's a guy who's going to be a part of this rotation at the very least. And it's not out of the question that if he had a really strong training camp, for whatever reason, he could win a starting job. Like just because DeMarcus Walker got the biggest of the free agent contracts does not guarantee he is one of the starting defensive ends. It means he's most likely going to be, but does not guarantee it, because in in this defense they are they want to and are going to rotate defensive ends here, where there will be starters and backups, and the starters will play more snaps than the backups. But the difference in actual snap count between the two isn't going to be as drastic as you might think a particular like you know starter versus backup situation might be. Like you look back in in uh, Indianapolis with Matty it's like. their starters that season would play like, you know, somewhere between six and 800 snaps at the defensive end. And then their backups would play like anywhere from, you know, three to four to 500 snaps rotating beyond that. And sometimes they got six guys deep. They're all getting 150 plus snaps. There's a lot of snaps to go around at defensive end. They want to keep their legs fresh. And this isn't to overlook Dominique Robinson entering his second season. You know, if he can take a big step forward, he could easily unseat Travis Gibson and make Gibson the backup. I mean, let's not forget Gibson started as a backup last year. He was behind Robert Quinn and al Qadin Muhammad and really only came into the starting lineup when A, Muhammad was was so bad that he got benched and B, uh, Robert Quinn was traded. But like Gibson doesn't come in as this like clearly established starter. He's just the guy who had seven sacks a couple years ago. So you assume because he's had one seven sack season and Demarcus Walker has had one seven sack season that those guys will be the favorites to start at those defensive end spots. And let's not forget about Terrell Lewis, the dark horse, probably not to be a starter, but have strong mandatory minicamp and, and OTAs here, and was emerging as someone who might make some noise in that rotation, but probably going to be Walker and Gibson, but not out of the question that Rasheem Green and Dominic Robinson fight their way into either a bigger rotational role or even potentially the starting lineup. A free agent certainly would change that if uh, Ngakwe or Houston or whoever came in as a starter, you know, that they, they would instantly be starters and then everyone else is competing for that other starting job. But again, that's hypothetical and, and we'll see what might happen in that department. Less of a true open competition for the starting jobs at defensive tackle, but still very important training camp moments to watch with the rookies. All three of the draft picks at the defensive tackle positions. We'll look at what training camp might hold for them and the starters on the depth chart next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our new partners at eBay Motors. And they've teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football's host, Vinny Hire to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for your draft right now or once we get in the season, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So, with fantasy football draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's go through some of Vinny's picks for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Which running back has scored the most touchdowns combined the last two seasons? That's the electric Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler, who has 38 scores since 2021 and and his featured receiving first role makes him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Should see a usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the Chargers' short passing game. Vinnie Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same thing goes for parts on your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. We're talking air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We know this Bears defensive tackle position will be Justin Jones as your three-technique pass rusher and Andrew Billings as your nose tackle. Sure, it's not out of the question, I suppose, that Jervon Dexter from Florida or Zach Pickens from South Carolina comes in and is so good right away as a rookie that they win out and earn first team reps and become the starter and push either of those two guys to the bench. You know, Justin Jones is on the last year of his two-year contract is not making an astronomical guaranteed amount of money that would demand he be the starter. Andrew Billings is here on a one-year deal. Both of those are potentially shorter-term players in this Bears defense, but nothing is Super owed to them in the sense that a rookie couldn't unseat them. But we do think of Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens and certainly Travis Bell, the seventh round pick, all as more developmental defensive tackle prospects, guys who will need to fix parts of their technique and improve aspects of their game before they reach their full ability and potential in the NFL. And they're not expected to be able to do that in the 3 months, what the 2 months now since they've been drafted but you know 3 months or whatever by the time they get to the regular season. And so it's likely going to be Billings and Jones and then you're going to see those other guys, the young guys all rotate in where appropriate to get some of that valuable playing time and snaps and experience. But like so much of that growth and development process starts at training camp. I like, guess they've been there for OTAs and mandatory mini camp, but most, I mean, all of that, I believe, is without pads. Right? They do not have, you know, full contact practices in those same ways. And so you're still, you know, practicing your pass rush and your run fits against an offensive line, but you're not wearing your pads. You're not really hitting each other in the same ways that you will in a live game situation. You know, there's not the same things to grab onto. It's not even quite exactly the same technique as a result because the pads kind of play a role in how you attack the offensive line and how the offensive linemen attacks you. And so it's really when the pads come on at training camp for these defensive tackles in particular, that it's go time that it's really going to be like absorb everything, get as many reps as you possibly can. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the bears give, especially Justin Jones, more veteran days off at training camp, or maybe not even like complete days off, but just like a light load for a veteran. Then, then we might expect considering he's only 26. I mean, he turns 27 in, in August. So, I mean, but still, like, he's a he's a young player who's not even at his peak, but just to give more of those opportunities to the young guys who might need it a little bit more, that, that Justin Jones has played in this defense. He hasn't played with these guys, but he's played in this defense for a year now. He's kind of one of the leaders, as we heard him vocally at a press conference earlier this offseason, talk a lot of smack to Green Bay Packers fans publicly. Like, we kind of know what he is and what he isn't at this stage of his career. Although, I still think there's some... I don't know if hope is, I was going to say expectation, or I think it's more like hope that he can still be better, right? But when when the Chicago Bears signed him, he was coming off of a year with the Chargers where he had a career high, but three sacks, but only played 11 games that year due to injury. And the thought was, okay, if in 2021, he had three sacks in 11 games and seemed to be turning a corner, then you can extrapolate that out over 17 games and maybe gets up to five sacks, perhaps. But comes to Chicago, plays 17 games, and still only gets three sacks. And, you know, with back-to-back years at three sacks, it starts to feel like maybe that's kind of his ceiling as a pass rusher. But at the same time, maybe there's reason to believe that as you get a slightly better defense around him overall, even if the defensive line around him isn't astronomically better by any means, that maybe he can get a little bit more pass rush production in there. Maybe more of a rotation with the young guys behind him can keep his legs a little bit fresher, and maybe he can be a little bit more productive as a pass rusher here, because it was, it did feel like a little bit of a disappointment from him last season, but at the same time, I mean, no one on that defensive line was producing and when all the pressure is on you to try and step up and no one else is getting home, like it, it can be a tough ask for any of them. I mean, in the same way that Travis Gibson had a big drop off in sacks, but that that part, part of that comes from having Khalil Mack on one side versus having Al-Khadi Muhammad on the other side. He goes from seven to three sacks. So there was some disappointment from those guys last year and we'll get into some of that coming up here in a moment but at this defensive line right like maybe Justin Jones can be better but also these rookies this is the time where you know you're going against a really good interior bears offensive line like that's going to be the strength of this bears offensive line a, a savvy veteran in Cody Whitehair who you're not going to trick and he's going to trick you and he's going to figure you out and really make you as the rookie learn quickly how to keep up with Cody Whitehair but then you have Tevin Jenkins who was the team's best offensive lineman last season Learning left guard, but you still think he, we all expect him to pick it up pretty quickly and be a high-quality left guard. And then Nate Davis comes over from the Tennessee Titans as a free agent who has been a consistent right guard starter throughout his career. And you, you, know, what, you, know, you know what you're going to get with him, and that's a lot of solid consistency both in the running game and pass protection. And so it's going to be a great test for these young defensive tackles every day at practice. Even you know going up against the backups, you still have Lucas Patrick as a veteran center, one of the better, I would say one of the better backup centers in the NFL. And then some younger guards in the likes of Jatir Carter and and Dieter Iceland, But still, like, it's not chumps that they're going after either. Those guys have all played NFL snaps before. So it's going to be good for these guys in those types of one-on-one situations. They need to absolutely absorb everything they can from their defensive line coach to work through those technique things, to really do it in a padded practice situation that can be most replicated to the live games. I imagine those young guys are going to play a lot of preseason snaps that we might not see Justin Jones and Andrew Billings play a ton in the preseason, but you know, you might see Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens come in in the second quarter and not leave to the end of the game. I mean, Zach Bell's got to get some rotation snaps in there. And there's, there's actually like what, six or eight defensive tackles on this depth chart. Like it's, it goes down It goes down there pretty quick because you have Jalen Holmes, Andrew Brown, and Donovan Jeter. Uh, Jalen Holmes and Andrew Brown were part of the team last year, like practice squad, and called up late in the year. So I I don't want to ignore them as nobodies. But clearly, two starters of veterans and three draft picks are kind of going to be your priority five. And then if anybody else is able to surprise, that's great. But you're not really counting on them for much. And with Travis Bell, too. Coming to the Bears from Kennesaw State as a seventh-round pick might be the biggest adjustment of any of them. And we shouldn't be surprised or even, I don't think, disappointed if Travis Bell spends his rookie season on the practice squad, right? Goes through training camp and the preseason and all that, but they decide, you know, when it's all said and done for the 53-man roster, we can stash you on the practice squad because no one's going to steal you and put you on the 53-man roster. But also, he was Ryan Pace's golden boy in this draft, the guy that Ryan Pace personally vouched for and picked and seems to be raving about. So I'm really excited to see what he does at training camp and if he can be a gem that Ryan Pohl's personally endorsed. That, that to me, carries a lot of weight for him. But across the board, we started to get into it a little bit there, and I, I jumped the gun a little bit, but this defensive line is going to need literally everybody to play better, better than they did last year, better than they have over the course of their career, better than we might expecting them to do knowing that not everybody will, but the Bears are going to need as many of them as possible to exceed expectations. And we'll look at what those expectations might look like and make the case for who and how some players might be able to advance to a higher level here and give the Bears a better defensive line than we might otherwise expect next on Locked on Bears. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, we went through... The need for improvement on this defensive line and why the concern was there. And one of the things we talked about was where, if you look at all the veterans, all, all the players in the defensive line who have played NFL snaps before, so all the non rookies essentially, if you took all of their career best years in terms of sacks, so Demarcus Walker has a career high, seven sacks last year. Two years ago, Travis Gibson had seven sacks. Justin Jones has had a career-high three sacks. Rasheem Green had six and a half a couple of years ago. Like, if you took everybody's best season of sacks on this defensive line in the NFL and added them together, it would still leave the Bears in the bottom the bottom fourth, I think, in the NFL in sacks. Like, even if all these guys were the best they've ever been, that still wouldn't leave the Bears with a very high number of sacks. Now, again, sacks are not the best perfect measurement of pass rush production, you know, pressure and hits on quarterbacks is really important in addition to the importance of sacks and sacks don't always measure a player's impact, but it's, it's one way of sort of looking at that problem. And then of course, you know, you add in the rookies, maybe getting some, some sacks and, and certainly sacks coming from blitzing linebackers, cornerbacks and safeties, you know, you can start to piece together a below average pass rush instead of a terrible pass rush. But I think what, what the larger point speaks to me is like, they need guys to be better than they've ever been. I mean they need guys to set new career highs or at least or at least match like you know if if you can get Gibson back to 7 sacks and DeMarcus Walker back to 7 sacks and Rasheem Green back to 7 sacks but then also have Justin Jones exceed his career best of 3 sacks cuz I mean 3 technique pass rusher in this defense you really need more than 3 sacks from or at the very least like sacks are not again Try not. To, I, 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 of all people, really try not to be dependent on sacks as a metric. It's just something that's easily accessible for all of us. But, like, his his pass rush win rate and his pressure rate is reflective of about a three-sack season. Like, the equivalent of, like, a three-sack season is, is about what he's all, you're also getting from him as a pass rusher and pressures and hits. He, he needs to be all around more productive as a pass rusher. And it's like, okay, so if you can get close to career bests. From the three veterans, Gibson, Walker, and Green, and then can you have De- Demarcus, D- Dominique Robinson? Excuse me. Can you have D- Dominique Robinson also then have a career best year? Because like you know his rookie season last year, low expectations, a more of a a developmental defensive end who just played wide receiver a couple years ago had a sack and a half. Can you get him up to three sacks? Can you get him up to four and a half sacks? You know, can we double or triple his number of sacks from his rookie season now? with a year under his belt, more experience, more comfort in the NFL, and more development over time, you know, as a part of this defensive end rotation. And then can you get a couple of sacks each from Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens, you know, rotating off the bench, just, you know, certain key situations pick up a big sack by a rookie when opposing offensive lines might not have a ton of specific tape on them, just you had to know their strengths and weaknesses exactly to be able to counteract them, like, All of a sudden, can you piecemeal together an eight-man pass rush that no one is a true dominant 10-sack guy, but like across the board, you get a handful from Walker, a handful from Jones, a couple from Billings, a handful from Gibson, a handful from Green, and a couple from Pickens, Dexter, and Robinson. And does that start to resemble something approaching maybe a mediocre NFL pass rush because, like, with this group as it stands, like, best case scenario is this is a mediocre pass rush. Like, there's no way. It would be – it is inconceivable. It is not likely in any realm of possibility that, like, these guys produce multiple 10-set guys and the Bears are one of the best pass rushing teams in the NFL. Like, it would be the the most unpredictable – Pass rush, Perhaps ever in NFL history for this group of relatively no-name young guys to all of a sudden all step up and all be great. Like they should need to be tested for steroids at that point if that all started to come through. But if you have guys play up to their best and then you have the younger guys play above their best, can that start to really look like a competent pass rush? Maybe. The hard part is the chances of all of those things happening all at the same time is very low. You might be able to get another seven sacks from Walker and maybe another seven sacks from Gibson. But can you then also get another seven sacks from Rasheem Green? Probably not. And also four and a half from Dominic Robinson. Like, it feels like, like, you know, you can pick two or three or four of the following. You know, Walker gets seven. Gibson gets seven. Green gets seven. Dominic Robinson gets four or five. Justin Jones gets four or five. Like, a couple of those will probably happen. Will all of those happen? Probably not. You know, you're going to get lucky with a few of them here or there taking steps forward and developing the way that you want. And there's going to be some of them that just don't. That, you know, Justin Jones is just, maybe he's never going to be more than a three-sack guy. Or maybe Travis Gibson could only hit seven sacks when he had Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. And without really great pass rushers around him, he's just never going to get back to being a seven-sack guy. Or Demarcus Walker, he had seven sacks last season, largely playing defensive tackle, not defensive end. So maybe the end spot doesn't translate as well for him as much full-time, and he can't get back to seven sacks. And, you know, you know, Rasheem Green, same kind of thing. Like, there's there's reason to see why these guys won't be that great, and there's enough young potential there with almost all those guys. I think Andrew Billings is the oldest at, like, 28. Everyone else is 27 and under, and you got a few different guys, like, 25 and under, and that means those guys are not at their peak. That means those guys are still getting better. They're still improving. They're still malleable to take more coaching and to still reach the best football of their young careers. And so there's also reason to think, Things can be better than we've seen up to this point for those guys, and chances are good that at least a few of them are going to make some of those significant steps forward. Still feel like chances are decent that this defensive line is not yet complete, whether it be a trade or a free agent signing. You can be sure that if the Bears trade for a sign, a big-name pass rusher, we'll break it all down for you right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're not quite daily just yet this week, but we're ramping up to training camp. We're going to start getting back to four and then f- every week, five days a week, Lockdown Bears podcast in your feed each and every day. We're looking to expand some different training camp coverage and give you some different opportunities to be a part of the show and to be a part of the conversation. We're working on a partnership right now with a new a new opportunity here that we'll be announcing pretty soon that I think, especially if you're one of our everydayers that tune in five days a week, it's really going to make this more fun for all of us involved. And I think we can do some really special stuff here coming up soon with some great exclusive content and exclusive access to a few things. So I'm, I'm teasing it intentionally, but because we're not fully locked in and set up just yet, but it's coming. So lots of goodies coming your way for training camp, preseason, regular season and beyond. I hope you'll keep tuning in, keep making lockdown bears your first listen each and every day, because in exchange you get another opportunity to bear down.